Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to the 24th ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I talk to you about my life story as well as my journey with this cool little app called Anchor. It is currently September 10th, 2019. I'm recording this at 2.04 p.m. We'll see when it ends up getting uploaded. I've kind of gotten back a little bit on schedule, trying to get these out once a week. Still don't have a date set in stone yet, but that's fine. Uh, main thing is I just want to get one out every week or so, so that's what we're sticking with. Got lots of stuff to discuss today, one of the main topics being Into the Spider-Verse. I finally saw it. I talked to you all not too long ago about me seeing a lot of the Spider-Man movies. Spider-Verse is one of the few I hadn't seen. Well, I've seen it now, so I'll be able to talk about that as well as whatever other topic pops into my good old head. Uh, you know the podcast goes it's weird flow stream of conscious all that sort of stuff this is your first episode hello welcome i'm aiden and we just like to have a good time here so without any further ado let's go ahead and get started i mentioned earlier that the topic that i want to discuss right away is spider-man into the spider-verse good golly molly is this a good movie i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot i figured i was going to enjoy it just because i'm a big animation head I like Spider-Man, you combine the two together, and it's just like a, a match made in heaven. But I also was kind of going into it thinking that it would be a little overhyped. I figured that not this many people could genuinely love this movie without there being some problems with it. And to be fair, there are some problems with it. I'll discuss those later. But like, for the most part, no, the, the hype was, was well-deserved. This is honestly like one of the best animated movies I've seen in a long time, and well-deserved IMO of winning Best Animated Picture at the last Oscars uh, presentation award show. I don't know. I don't know what else to call it. I just call it the Oscars. Whatever. Point being, <laughs> it's really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, what do I like about the movie? I think for starters, Miles is a very relatable but also like interesting character to follow. Um, we spend most of the time with him, which I think is nice, because even though there are all these other Spider-Men from other dimensions and stuff, the focus is honestly throughout the entire movie on Miles, and that's where it's supposed to be. He gets a lot of good lines, a lot of emotional moments with his father, his uncle Aaron especially, and we really kind of get to know him and his family and his struggles, his sort of nerdy side, the fact that he's scared a lot of the time. Um, and just him sort of developing, really, um, is fascinating. And watching him sort of become his own version of Spider-Man by the end of the movie is really, really cool. So yeah, Miles, he's awesome. What's next, though? Uh, the soundtrack. The soundtrack is one of those things where, like, this could either be done really well or really shittily, but, like, every song in Spider-Verse is not only, like, playing constantly, like, you can hear it. This isn't just, like, movie ambient background songs. These are actual parts of the movie and uh, they're all by like popular artists and they're all really good um <laughs> my favorite is probably hello danger out of all of them just that whole scene in general and hearing that music in the background when it hits it hits so hard um sunflower is also really good too i've been a fan of post Malone and swahili for a while now and uh, both of them do a really good job honestly so two really good songs there's more in there that i could probably mention that's not coming to the top of my head but those were the two that were right in front of me uh, they get real loud with it a lot of the time. If you're not a fan of, like, R&B and hip-hop stuff, uh, you might not enjoy this movie quite as much, but for me, being a fan of those genres and just how well-integrated it is into the overall movie, I think it's stunning, honestly. 
And then finally, probably my third biggest plus for this movie is just the animation. Um, from what I gather looking online, this was sort of a different process uh, than other animated films. Just because I've been seeing a lot of documentaries on like how Spider-Verse was made and how it was shot. But basically, without boring you all with the whole technical explanation of it, it looks like a comic book. Like, legitimately, it looks like a comic book. Um, and there are other comic book movies in live action, like that Hulk movie back in 2003, that kind of try and attempt the style. Uh, but Spider-Verse is the closest movie I've seen where it actually flows, honest to God, like a comic book. And they really do get that style down um, in the backgrounds, in the movement, in the transitions from scene to scene. The pacing is just so good in this movie, and I think part of that is just due to this this comic booky style that they have going on throughout the entire thing. It's gorgeous to look at. Action is really cool. A little hard to keep up with at points, I will say, but uh, very visually stunning. And the web-swinging moments in particular. Uh, if you have a Spider-Man movie, you got to have your web-swinging moments, and the power of animation really does bring some of the wildest shit we've seen with that. In fact, we get a lot of really good web swing in this movie. Very rarely do fights just happen on the ground. Spider-Man's always up in the air or doing something, and usually we have two perspectives, either with one of the Spider-Verse people or with uh, Miles or the villains and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'd say those are my three big pluses. Miles, the animation, and the soundtrack are all really, really good. Uh, the Spider-Verse, all those guys, they're also pretty good, too. I don't necessarily, like, love all of them. I think some are legitimately weaker than others. But, like, like I said earlier, they're not supposed to be the focus of the movie. So they're kind of in and out, and not one of them gets a whole lot of development attached to them. But they're fun gags, they're fun jokes, and while they're there, you really do believe that they are spider people from a different world. So it gets the point across. Um, some people will say they're underdeveloped, and I probably would agree, but they're not the focus of the movie. So I'm fine with them for the most part. Um, now, as far as negatives, I have one major negative with Spider-Verse in particular, um, and that is the villains. I think the villains all around are pretty weak. The, the start of the movie makes you believe that, oh, Kingpin is going to be our villain for the movie. And at first, I was really down for that. I'm like, cool, we haven't really seen a Kingpin villain role in any of these Spider-Man films before, and he's honestly like one of the most popular Spider-Man villains, so why haven't we yet? Uh, I believe he was in video games and stuff, but never actually in a movie role. So we're setting up Kingpin as the villain. We're getting a tragic backstory with his wife and daughter. He kills the ultimate Spider-Man early on, so he's shown to have a lot of power. He builds this sort of dimension gun that brings all the spider people together. Like at first, in the first half of the movie, he is seeming to be very threatening. But as the movie goes on, the focus is taken away from him and is put toward a bunch of other villains. And some of them are not really interesting and others are way too interesting to the point where I felt like by the end of the movie, the final fight is with Kingpin, but it doesn't feel deserved because we haven't been building up Kingpin this entire time. We've been bouncing all over the place with all these different villains um, so unfortunately that just left me feeling like Kingpin was just kind of the, the odd one out, the weak link of the movie, if you will. And the other villains don't fare much better. Scorpion is literally like angry dude. He's a one gag type of thing and then it's over. Female Doc Ock, I was actually expecting to be the surprise twist villain of the movie. 
just by the way she communicated with Kingpin and her scenes in the lab, it made it feel like she was actually going to be the real one and Kingpin would have been tossed to the side. Again, an idea I was fine for because we really weren't getting a whole lot of development for Kingpin. But no, she works for Kingpin the entire time and they take her out and she's gone, basically. All that, like, there was a couple of scenes that was like foreshadowing a takeover, but it never really happens. And so her in particular, I was just left kind of disappointed. She has some really good action scenes, honestly. But again, she doesn't get enough development on her own and she's taken out far too early, IMO. Uh, Scorpion is just kind of a lackey. And then the villain that I thought had the most potential in this movie is the Prowler. Now, I had no idea who the Prowler was before watching this movie. Um, I don't read a lot of Miles Spider-Man comics. I don't read a lot of comics in general, but especially not the Miles stuff. Um, so going into this, I had no idea who Prowler was, what his deal was, what his character was. So when it came to the scene where they revealed that, oh, Prowler is Uncle Aaron, and oh, like, wow, like, this is actually going to be a pretty interesting villain right here. I'm like, okay, we have a family connection with Miles. Uh, the Prowler has a really cool suit. Every time he's on screen, this haunting theme comes where I'm like legitimately scared of him. He's got that presence. He's got the powers. He's got all sorts of stuff. And you think, all right, this is for sure the real villain of the movie. For the rest of it, we're just going to get development on him. And then he dies halfway through the film. And then... It's back to Kingpin and Doc Ock again. Like, Kingpin literally shoots a bullet in Prowler, and he's just out of the movie. And, like, I get it, right? Like, this is necessary for Miles' growth. He needs to move past this so he can become Spider-Man or whatever. I just would have thought that the film would have been stronger if Prowler was maybe the only villain, and we got more of a focus on him. Because, to be honest, out of all the villains in this movie, Scorpion, female Doc Ock, Kingpin, Prowler was the one that I found to be, number one, the most threatening, number two, the most interesting, and three, the biggest connection to Miles. Because let's be honest, the rest of them don't give a shit about Miles. It's literally like other Spider-Man that they're worried about. Um, and so I thought Prowler would have been a really cool villain for this movie, but they just kind of, again, toss him to the side uh, in favor of not really following up on the Kingpin one. So yeah, all the villains in this movie, I thought were just kind of lame, kind of underdeveloped, and neither of them really had a satisfying ending to me personally. And that's not enough uh, for me to call this film bad, far from it. Like, it's one of my favorite Spider-Man films, and it's really the only issue I have with the film. I don't have other flaws to talk about. Um, but it's it's a relatively big flaw, IMO. Uh, in the same way that when I talked about Spider-Man 2, how that movie is really, really good, but Doc Ock himself is kind of uninteresting, I felt like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is, like, also extremely good, but at the same time kind of has a weak cast of villains personally but that's just my own opinion overall though i'd recommend go out and see spider-verse go check it out you'll love it you'll love the animation you'll love the music all that sort of stuff the movie did not make a whole lot of money i mean it made a good bit of money but not nearly enough in fact it's like the lowest grossing spider-man film i believe so definitely needs more love go check it out please you will not regret it once you see it it's fun it's deep Good action, good animation, good music all around. A movie that I would definitely recommend. Um, I'm not going to put it in my Spider-Man ranking stuff yet because I still need to see The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Venom. Both movies that are not supposed to be good at all. I've heard Venom is kind of funny, but we'll have to wait and see. And The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I'm going to be watching with Parker sometime soon. In fact, whenever you're hearing this podcast, 
uh, go ahead if you're in my Discord and at Parker and tell him to watch Amazing Spider-Man Two with me. We might have already seen it by the time you at me, but go ahead and at Parker anyway and say, "Yo, go watch the Amazing Spider-Man Two with Aiden." Just keep at if you're watching this podcast like a year from now, and you're in my Discord, just go at Parker and be like, "Yo." watch the amazing spider-man too i want this to kind of be like a, a running joke a running gag if you will so we'll have to say um but yeah that's it that's all i wanted to talk about with the spider-verse film into the spider-verse i can't even think of the title for a second a really good film overall it's that time of the podcast where aiden drinks water baby because if i don't stop and breathe for a second i'm gonna fucking lose myself so I guess I can give you all an update on the health plan stuff. If you didn't catch in the last episode, me and Zach had started up a health routine where we had seven particular points that we were going to try to follow to make ourselves healthier people. And I'm proud to say for the most part, I have relatively stuck to it so far. Uh, Not everything has been like quite hard nosed as other ones. Um, For example, I drink water and I walk every day. But sometimes I do forget to brush my teeth or write something down in the food journal. I will the next day and I'll get back on track. But there are definitely days where like, oops, I forget about one thing. But usually I kind of have a two-day rule with a lot of this stuff where like, if I skip it one day, I'm not going to skip it the next day. I'm going to stay on track. I'm going to try and get back at it. And I have been for the most part. None of these have fallen by the wayside quite yet. I've been uh, rather determined to push through them all. This has been kind of fun for me, honestly. Uh, Some of them (laughs) are harder than others for sure. But like drinking water only has been really cool. Walking for 10 minutes has been not only exhausting, but also motivating because I want to get back to running again. And I haven't started yet. I ran a little bit on one of the days and then got exhausted (laughs) pretty easily. Meditating has been a wild experience. Shower and teeth, hygiene stuff. And then food journal is another one where it's like, Oh, good Lord, how much fast food do I eat on the daily? The answer is too much, honestly. That's honestly what it is. And then to stop watching so much YouTube one in bed by 12 a.m., those can kind of be tricky, but for the most part, I've managed them. I know Zach has had a lot more of an issue with the bed by 12 a.m. thing, and uh, I understand. That dude, that dude has migraines, that dude's had headaches, and he's had sleep issues for what sounds like the longest time. If you're listening to this, Zach, uh, good luck, my dude. I'm pushing for you. I'm hoping... Uh, that you continue on this path with me because I'm having a lot of fun with it and uh, we're, we're shaping ourselves to be even healthier each and every day. So, hey, what are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, that's sort of an update on the health stuff. I wanted to mention it because I knew people would probably be asking me on Twitter and Discord, be like, oh, did you quit yet? Have you given up yet? No, I have not given up yet. Aiden didn't give up, baby. All right, Aiden punches back. All right, we're punching back on this stuff. I'm punching back on 2019. That might be like when I sum up the year. I'm going to be like, well, the first half. They got me in the first half, but I punched back on 2019. I started taking things into my own hands. And I'm hoping by the end of good old-fashioned October, I can punch back some more. Once I get this health stuff out of the way, ooh, ooh, I can't wait. Ooh, I can't wait. I guess some other uh, slight house cleaning update stuff. Uh, I released the album that I was talking about 
called The Gulf War. In the last episode, I was mentioning that I was creating music and was in the process of making a second album. That second album is now out and available. It's called The Gulf War, like I said earlier. You can find it on SoundCloud. Search Blue Couch Productions or just search The Gulf War. You should find it, hopefully, on there. Ten tracks long, just like the last album. Slightly longer, though. It's about 31 minutes compared to the 30 on The Mexican Revolution. And honestly, like, I've had some time to think over it. I think it's legitimately better than the first album. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be, because I really, really like Mexican Revolution in 1910. But the Gulf War, surprisingly, another banger, another bop. Uh, to give you guys a taste, there is an ongoing series of tracks on that album called Pro Jared the Musical. And you get four parts telling the rise and the fall. So if that sounds good to you, as well as other comedy tracks on there, please go ahead and give it a listen. It's also in the announcements tab on my Discord. And hey, go check out the first album, The Mexican Revolution, the 1910. I know a lot of people haven't heard it yet, and that's fine. Uh, I don't expect this comedy music stuff to go anywhere, but I would really appreciate if you guys were to check it out and give me your thoughts somewhere on the good old-fashioned internet. I probably won't advertise it anytime soon because uh, some of those tracks are, are a bit wild, and, and I don't know if I want family members to find out <laughs> or whatever. It's like, how do you how do you explain Pro Jared the musical to your dad? Like, how... Under what circumstances do you do that? So, hey, whatever. Uh, let me drink a little bit more water, and then we'll talk about it one more thing. Ugh, my nose is a little stopped up today. I don't know what it is. I'm not getting enough air through it. Ugh. Okay. So... The last thing I want to talk about is a bit of a serious boy, uh, but a boy worth talking about. I was just going to put this on Twitter, and then I thought, no, this would actually be really good for Aiden on Anchor. So here we go. Uh, we're going to talk about social etiquette, social manners, how to act when you're in public. And you may be thinking, oh, God, Aiden. What? No, I, I already went through this in school. My parents taught me all this sort of stuff. Why are you bringing this up again? I, I'm getting Vietnam War flashbacks. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm not going to go over each step of social etiquette and all that sort of fun stuff. The reason I brought it up is because I have a story today. A story that made me legitimately angry. And uh, it's the reason my brain was just sort of going on the social etiquette stuff in the first place. So let me go ahead and tell that story. I was at a subway. And this was around 11 a.m. And a thing you should know about me is I live in a college town. So a lot of college kids, a lot of people in town. It's downtown street, big spot, and people really do come to the subway and like the subway a lot. I'm going in there to get me a brisket, brisket with cheddar cheese. This is amazing sub. I'll talk about it later. Anyway, but I'm in there and it's packed. There's a lot of people there. I mean, a lot of people there. Um, college kids, business people, all that sort of stuff. And here I am kind of in my usual toboggan, shorts, gray Druid Hills golf shirt, and I'm just in there trying to get me a sandwich so I can go back to editing and all that sort of fun stuff. I'm in line, minding my own business, waiting for me to get served when the guy in front of me, uh, who I noticed has a list with him, and I already know that's a bad sign because if people bring a list with them to Subway, it means that, like, it's going to get real specific and real nitpicky. 
And that's just, like, not the type of people I want to be around at a subway because they're usually very rude also. Um, But I thought, who knows? Maybe I'm just judging this guy. Maybe it's not, like, an actual thing. Maybe he'll turn out to be really nice. And I swear to God, guys, this dude was just rude. Unimaginably rude. And just, like, snarky. Like, the snarky kind of rude. Like, uh, they would ask him, like, yo, do you want me to put mayonnaise on this? And he's like, um, (laughs) no mayo. (laughs) <laughs> it, it didn't sound like a white girl. I don't know why I made him have that voice. But he was basically like, no, nothing, right? And he would do it in a way that just felt really snarky and sort of um, mean. And he had like two or three orders, right? So obviously these subway workers are trying to keep up with his three orders. There's people online. It's really hectic. They're also trying to serve the people in front of them. And like every time they would ask him something, he would always be like, no. Yes. Like, everything he said had a little bit of either anger or snark to it. And so at this point, like, I, I'm not even focusing on my own sandwich at this point. I'm like, I tell him, I tell him, put the brisket on there. I just want to watch this dude. And so my gaze is kind of, like, averted at him, uh, really. And he goes through his list, and he's an ass about all of it and all this sort of stuff. And they pull up to the register. And they're like, all right, which orders were you, were yours? And he's like, these three. Just so me. <laughs> just so just so rude i don't know what his deal was but then he finally leaves and he has this kind of like just sort of anger about him and he leaves and he shuts the door and all this sort of stuff and then finally like i'm able to go and get my sandwich and leave and all this sort of stuff but it got me thinking um honestly just like how bad it is in retail and like fast food specifically how bad people treat the employees there And I understand why, right? Like, the whole, the customer is always right mentality has been around for such a long time now. And to a certain extent, I think it's true, right? They're coming here to pay money to get food. They should be treated with good service. I I totally stand behind that. I think the problem with that mindset, though, is it leads to this big entitlement complex where the customer kind of thinks they're a god and understands the store better than the employee does and then uses that power trip to kind of abuse other people. And that's sort of what I'm not okay with is, yes, the customer is always right. They deserve uh, what they ordered and what they asked for. Good service is, is a good thing. I really do believe that. But at the same time, I don't believe that people should be unintentionally rude or uh, yell or be snarky or just kind of passive aggressive, like this real passive aggressive, just sort of, I don't like you mentality. Um, just to, just to retail workers and fast food people, because honestly, if I'm being honest with you, I worked in fast food for a while. That shit will spit you up, churn you out and make you feel like dog shit at the end of it. The last thing any of these people want and need is people harassing them on a daily basis about the mayonnaise or what sandwich they have or what what aisle is the yogurt on like i go to grocery stores all the time and the amount of people that like want to be an ass about where the yogurt is located is just like an ungodly thing that i just picture all the time and see all the time whether i'm in dollar general or other grocery stores and it's just appalling to be honest like if they made a mistake like fine but like there's a better way to go about things than to also get loud and get angry and be an ass and granted like i'm not perfect 
Um, a lot of the reason I stay inside is because I'm very socially awkward. Like, a lot of the time, I don't think I should be outside a good portion of the day. Uh, but there are some people, man, for whatever reason, that, like, should just not be allowed to leave their home. <laughs> because the way that they treat people, people who are helping them, people whose job it is to help you, or just treat them like ass. And I don't understand that. And I just wanted to sort of give this PSA that if you are next time when you're out shopping, when you're getting fast food, all that sort of stuff, treat the people behind the counter with a little bit of respect. I know too many people in this YouTube field who have to work in fast food and retail as a side job, as a side hustle, so that they can get their career off. And I've just heard too many horror stories from them and from uh, my dad who worked in retail for a long, long time. And it just amazes me, just, just, just this lack of respect towards people. Um, so yeah, that's that was sort of my PSA. Be nice to people, have a little bit of social etiquette, have a little bit of class about you, and uh, treat the people behind the counter with respect. And hey, if that's too hard for you, just remember, hey, the golden rule is a thing. Follow the golden rule. Treat people how you want to be treated. It's as simple as that. Don't even... Take it outside of retail. Take it outside of social etiquette. Simply treat people how you want to be treated, and it will be fine. Um, but that subway story really got me going. And he went, he didn't like he didn't harass people physically. Like it was just this weird social snark about him that I just wasn't a fan of. And I could tell the employees were kind of up to here with it. Uh, so usually when I go and get fast food and I go to Subway, I try to you know say what I want be polite, be discreet about it, and then move on with my day and not waste their time because obviously they're very busy people. But yeah, that's my PSA about social etiquette, if you will. And with that being said, I think this will be the end of this episode of Aiden on Anchor. Let me know what you thought about it somewhere on the internet. If you check the description to this Anchor episode, you will find links to all my stuff, including my Twitter, my YouTube channel, and the Discord where you can join, hang out, discuss... All that sort of fun stuff. I would love to have you around. Uh, next episode might actually be another Q&A episode. So be on the lookout in the Discord as well. I'll post something. I'll be like, yo, give me questions. And then I'll take the first 10 or so and answer them on the next episode. But uh, yeah, aside from that, I've been Aiden of Blue Catch Productions. And I'm signing off. Bye-bye.